No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Samuel ministers before the Lord as a child, and a man of God prophesies against the household of Eli the priest. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. Hannah had dedicated her only son Samuel to the Lord. He was probably only three years old, but he was now serving Eli, the high priest, at the tabernacle in Shiloh. And he would truly grow up in the house of the Lord. We continue today in 1 Samuel 2.18. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, even as a child, wearing a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him year by year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. What strikes me here is how young Samuel was when he was brought to the Lord's house to serve him. I think sometimes we put age limits on people. Even the disciples did this when the people wanted to bring their infants to the Lord that he might touch them. And the disciples, they saw it and they rebuked the people. Maybe they thought that, you know, Jesus was too important, had too many other important things to do than to bless and touch their children. But of course, Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And I love the fact that while the disciples thought they were doing Jesus a favor by preventing these children from coming to him, Jesus turns the tables on them and says, look, you need to become like these children. You need to humble yourself and be like a little child if you're going to enter the kingdom of God. Now, every year, Elkanah and his household would go and present their annual sacrifice. And now Hannah would come up with her husband and would bring a little linen ephod that she made for her son Samuel. And you just see a mother's love in this. I still see that mother's love in my wife. Now our children are grown up. They have children of their own. But if there is one place that my wife is likely to splurge, it's on our children and on their grandchildren. Verse 20, and Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, the Lord give you descendants from this woman for the loan that was given to the Lord. Then they would go to their own home and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Now we shall see Eli didn't have very many good characteristics, but he did have this one good characteristic, and that is that when he saw Elkanah and Hannah devote Samuel, their firstborn son, to the Lord, he said, the Lord give you descendants, many descendants, you see, for the loan that was given to the Lord. Eli understood that God blesses those who give to him, and so he just pronounce this blessing upon them. And the Lord did visit Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. You know, I like to say you can't outgive God. Whatever it is that you devote to the Lord, 
God's going to give you back. He's not, he's not going to be a debtor to any person. And as Jesus said, give and it shall be given to you, pressed down, running over. So here really were the fruits, the rewards of Hannah's obedience to dedicate Samuel to the Lord at such an early age. Now, Eli was very old and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. So Eli, the high priest, he heard the bad reports about what his sons were doing, how they were taking the good part of the offerings to the Lord for themselves and what they were doing as far as sleeping with the women who came to the tabernacle. And he, he had the proverbial come to Jesus meeting with them. You know, he confronted them with these things. But his discipline was insufficient because Although he rebuked them, he did not restrain them and they paid no attention to what their father said and continued to do the evil practices that they had been doing. You know, Proverbs 23, 13 tells us, don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment won't kill them. Physical discipline may well save them from death. This is how God feels about a parent's right and responsibility to discipline their children with the rod of punishment. And when we're talking about a rod of punishment, as far as the physical suffering, they should be able to recover from that within a matter of minutes. It's not an excuse for abuse. But the parent that does not bring proper discipline into the life of that child really does not love that child. And in a sense, if they would use the rod of punishment, it might in fact save their child from death because a child who is not properly disciplined will be disciplined by society or may even be put to death by society, by law enforcement, by other people, you name it, or perhaps even by the Lord himself as in the case here of Eli's two sons. Sometimes God has to step in where a parent has refused to chasten their children correctly. Now, a couple weeks ago, I was at Walmart and I heard a child screaming at the top of its lungs clear across the other side of the store. And one of the store employees remarked to me, what does the child have to scream about? A child has everything that they want. And I thought to myself, well, that's the problem. So many times the children has everything they want and the parents appease them with everything that they want, but not with what they need, which is good discipline. I know that if that had been my child, <laughs> we would have been exiting Walmart and I would have been showing that child the way of the Lord more perfectly. Now verse 26 says, the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. Verse 27, then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, thus says the Lord, did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father? when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Did I not choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense and to wear an ephod before me? 
And did I not give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? When the children of Israel were at Mount Sinai, God chose Aaron from the tribe of Levi to be the family of priests, and he chose the Levites to be their helpers regarding the service of the tabernacle. This was a great privilege and responsibility. But here we are told that even before that, while the children of Israel were still in Egypt, God chose the tribe of Levi to be the priestly tribe. The Lord provided for the priests by giving them a portion of the offerings made by fire. He provided for the Levites by giving them the tithes of the people. They all had all that they needed. Therefore, Eli's sons didn't need to cheat the system by taking what didn't belong to them. And they certainly had no right to sleep with the women who assembled at the tabernacle. Eli's sons were motivated by greed and lust. Verse 29, why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling place and honor your sons more than me to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people. God held Eli just as responsible as his sons for what was happening because Eli was in charge and he didn't stop it. When you are in leadership, you can't pass the blame on to your subordinates you must take responsibility. Eli and his sons treated the offerings given to God as though they belonged to them. But they didn't belong to them. They belonged to God. They had fattened themselves on the best of the Lord's offerings. It's important to realize that when we give something to the church, we aren't giving it to the pastor or even to the church per se. We're giving it to God. The pastor and the board of elders are responsible before God for the wise stewardship of those offerings. They don't belong to the church, which would be the people. They belong to God. The pastors or elders cannot treat them as though they belong to themselves. To do so would be to treat the Lord's offerings with contempt. Because Eli allowed his sons to do these evil things on his watch, he honored his sons more than he honored God. We must all be careful that we don't honor our family members more than we honor God by disobeying him in order to please our family. Verse 30, Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. God would now take away the priesthood from Eli's house. God honors those who honor him. The word honor, it means to give weight to. If we give weight to God and his commandments, then God will give weight to us. But he lightly esteems those who despise him. The person that does not give weight to God, who, who does not give weight to his commandments, or in this case, to his offerings, God will lightly esteem, or in other words, he will consider that person to be a lightweight or of little account. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house so that there will not be an old man in your house. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place despite all the good which God does for Israel and there shall not be an old man in your house forever. But any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart and all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower 
of their age. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. And because Eli and his sons sinned against God, the lifespan of everyone in their family would be cut short. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and say, please put me in one of the priestly positions that I may eat a piece of bread. So God would reject the house of Eli and raise up for himself a faithful priest. Now in the near term, this would be Samuel. And Samuel would do what was in the Lord's heart and mind. But in the long term, because it speaks of him walking before his anointed forever, I believe this is speaking of Jesus Christ, our high priest, the one who comes in the order of Melchizedek. And he is the one who is both priest and king forever. The moral of this story is God gives each of us positions of privilege and responsibility. And the more we've been given, the more that we are going to be responsible for. Jesus said it well in Luke 12, 48, when he said that for everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where the word of the Lord comes to Samuel regarding his judgment against Eli's household. And Eli makes him tell all. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.